Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Everybody say commitment. Okay. How many of you are committed to something? Yeah. You're all committed to something, right? So commitment is a vital part of who you are as a human being, right? Commitment. What is the meaning of commitment? You are dedicated to give your time, your devotion, your attention, your integrity to something that you believe in. Yeah? Something that you are interested in. Something that excites you. Something that drives you. Yeah? It says here the definition of commitment. The state or quality of being dedicated to a cause or an activity. The state or quality. Commitment is a what? Quality. The state of or quality of being dedicated. Everybody said dedicated. Dedicated to a cause or an activity. Okay? And another definition says an engagement or obligation that restricts freedom of action. Now this one has a very negative connotation. But l- let, me, let, me, let me just draw that to you. An engagement or obligation that restricts freedom of action. An engagement or obligation that restricts freedom or action. Now, how many of you are obligated to go to work? How many of you are obligated to go to work? How many of you here can say, Pastor, my dad is so rich, I don't need to go to work. Anybody? Millions are in my bank account. I don't need to go to work. Anybody? No. You are obliged to wake up every day and go to work. Are you with me? It is an obligation, right? Some may look at it as an obligation. I'm looking at it from the world view, okay? Now let me see from the world perspective. From the world perspective, work is an obligation. You have to wake up Monday to Friday or Saturday sometimes. Sunday some people. And it restricts your activity. How does it restrict your activity? I'd rather be doing this. But I am obliged to go to work because if I don't go to work, there is no millions in my account which I can pay my rent, pay my bills, pay my dues and pay whatever there is. So what I have to do, I am obliged to what? Work. Right? So commitment becomes an obligation. Right? So from the world perspective, commitment becomes an obligation. Okay. Now, with God, it is meant to be a commitment. Okay? It is meant to be a commitment, not an obligation. Right? It is meant to be a commitment and not an obligation. But most times, we feel obliged to do certain things forced to do certain things if you don't do this you won't have a certain outcome if i don't do this i will not be able to do this obligation restriction of activity what is money what is money what is money explain money to me Money has value to it, but intrinsically it doesn't have any value. It only has value what people give it value, right? You're basically working, giving your time in exchange for value, money. So with that money, you can increase the quality of your life. To get that value, to give that money, You study. You're giving time. Why do you study? So one day you can have 
you can give your time to make more money to gain more time end of the day money just equals time and freedom and choices you understanding me everybody say money equals time and choices you understand so you are giving your time now to make money so that that money can give you choices so you feel obliged to work you feel obliged to give your time to your company your employer or your part time job or full time job or whatever you do in exchange for that so the better qualified you are what happens the higher paying jobs and people think the higher the money money more the freedom in fact is the other way around sometimes the higher the pay more the obligation more the commitment less the time right somehow somehow it just doesn't seem to equate it doesn't just seem to make sense right when you're earning less it feels like you have less time when you're earning more it feels like you have less time if you make millions it feels like still you don't have time right what is the reason for all of this what is the reason that it always seems like money is hard to come by time is less in our life we are always obliged to go to work and feel like life is a drag why do we feel that sometimes why does it feel like that how many of you understand what i'm talking about can resonate with what i'm saying anyone anyone or anyone somebody is saying no pastor i have i have tapped into the secret of barak i last one week i have been walking in the blessing how many of you can say that not yet but can we go there yeah. yes the reason why i'm saying this is because this is the truth in fact fact not truth fact because for us truth is different from fact no truth is what god says okay okay now i want you to understand this say this with me truth is what god says is what bible says is what god's word says about my life that is truth fundamental okay definition of truth that you and i will have as believers from now on is whatever god says is true then pastor what about everything that i see in my life in my work in my career everything else what do, what is that those are facts okay those are facts that can be the world's reality but it need not be necessarily your reality your reality and your truth must come from god's word you understanding me say this with me my truth my reality must come from god's word okay so we have to understand the problem before we give the solution big businesses look for a problem and provide the solution and get money for it right that's how business model works all good business models work like that they look for a problem they look for a need provide the solution provide the need and they are paid for their services of goods or services that is they see a market they say there is a lack of this this is this so we have to see what is the lack the lack is we always seem to have less time we always seem to have less money we always seem to have less energy and less motivation and the drive to wake up every monday and say wow praise the lord it's another monday another beautiful week for me to be blessed how many of you woke up last monday and said these words i love mondays i love How many of you are excited for tomorrow Monday? Amen. I like that. But how many of you have heard Monday blues? Monday is the worst day of the week. I don't like Mondays. 
what a drag i have to drag my feet to work tgif how many of you say thank god for friday tgif yeah tgif what is tgif thank god for fridays right i stopped saying that i stopped saying thank god for friday why not cuz i want to thank god for monday i want to thank god for tuesday i want to thank god for wednesday I wake up in the morning with a spring in my feet and I say wow this is another day for me to bless God this is another day for blessing to come into my life this is another day for heaven to open up in my life once again this is another day for me to worship God this is another day for me to stay alive this is another day for me to be alive and bless somebody can somebody shout hallelujah, hallelujah. every day of your life must feel this way but we have been programmed into our mind with tgif monday blues and all these negative things that are drilled into our emotions drilled into our subconscious into our spirit and we begin to feel like this is how life is meant to be we look at life and we say monday to friday i work saturday sunday i chill and then i drag myself to church on sunday morning because it's an obligation and then somehow somehow i drag myself out of church i do a little bit of commitment you know to my friends and fellowship and then i've done my obligation and then wednesday comes i go for my bible study i have my little fellowship i'll have my little life group and then boom back again oh just two more days to the weekend and boom back again it's a cycle but i want to teach you and help you and motivate you to understand how you can be excited every single day of your life amen and everybody is like yeah tell me <laughs> do you want to know or not yes do you want to walk in the blessing or not amen do you want to be excited every day or not amen don't you never and say change your perspective get ready to change your perspective amen now when i say about commitment commitment is different from obligation right we have to get obligation out of our mind okay and start focusing on godly values okay values is what will determine how good the quality of a christian life is Okay everybody say values. values core values and one of the core values for you to be a committed person is integrity integrity okay pastor you're talking about the blessing you're talking about oh the blessing will come through the roof why are you talking about integrity it is connected to it amen if we don't learn to walk in commitment integrity have the right values you will never ever experience walking in the fullness of god's blessing okay because god is very very interested in your character first and foremost in shaping who you are than giving you what you want he is very interested in giving you everything he wants to bless you he wants to spoil you he wants you to be the most blessed and have everything in abundance but the only one question remains is your character solid enough to handle what he gives you are you getting what i'm saying is my character strong enough mature enough stable enough grounded enough to handle what god my father gives me praise the lord integrity commitment plays very important role in the management of resources that god gives you because end of the day kingdom resources are unlimited okay everybody say kingdom resources, kingdom resources are unlimited see i make you repeat things because i it will go into your mind okay say this once again kingdom resources, kingdom resources are unlimited 
but unlimited resources i will not give to my child when he doesn't have the capacity to manage them because resources need to be managed okay resources need to be managed every year the government talks about budget right and who comes and handles the budget of the nation finance minister great thinkers great account i you know people who are into finance accounts they come and manage it yeah that's why we handle our accounts to 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 manage not yet you know we are setting up everything so once unlimited resources come we don't want to give it to a food scientist <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm kidding I'm kidding I'm kidding <laughs> But you you get what I'm saying you get what I'm saying I'm pretty sure you're good at managing your finances but he's an expert at managing finances right so we we trust his expertise we trust that he has committed himself to learn the 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 the, the his trade so that he can manage the resources So because kingdom resources are unlimited and God wants to give unlimited resources God is also looking for people who can manage those resources Okay who can manage those resources because if we don't manage resources well we can't expect more Okay in each and every stage of your life you must learn to manage the resources god gives i'm not going to be giving many bible verses today but i will take you i know we don't need to go and read but you know the story and the uh yeah, the parable where jesus talks about the talents the master had three servants jesus said and to the first servant the master gave how many talents how many coins five coins five denarii to the second two and to the last one and the bible says each one according to his according to his ability ability to what manage resources So God is also looking for people who can manage the resources. That's why some people are blessed in certain ways, some people are not. And you cannot compare yourself with other people. You cannot say why this happened to him and this didn't happen to me. You're looking outside rather than on the inside. The problem with the guy who got the one, he was jealous of the one who got two and five, and he didn't know how to manage. He even goes on to say, "You are a master who reaps where you don't sow." So I took the coin and I buried. So the master comes back, and the guy with the five talents. has invested it and multiplied it into 10 the guy with the 2 multiplied it into 4 so when the master comes to the guy with the 5 he says well done my good and faithful servant you have been faithful in the little i will give you more take this more responsibility so with the management of resources came more blessing more increase correct you are asking god for something big you have not even obeyed today you getting me say god i want this but the simple obedience today you are not even able to obey in the little you are saying god give me the nations No, I'm waking you up in five o'clock in the morning, and I'm asking you to pray. <laughs> I'm sleepy. You understand what I'm saying? If we are not able to be faithful 
manage what God has given to us, the little. How can the increase come? Amen? You're, you're eyeing for a promotion. Okay? You're eyeing for this promotion, Lord. I pray for it. I pray for it. I pray for it. But you're not managing the, 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 the role that you're given now. No matter how much you pray, that, that will never come. You understand? Why is not coming? Because you're not managing what has been what? It's a principle. It's a biblical principle. You have to manage the little that has been given to you. So the, when the increase comes, you are mature enough to step into increase. Everybody say, when I am faithful in the little, God is preparing me to manage the increase when it comes. Because when the increase comes and you mess that up, you're going to fall from the top. That's why in the kingdom, blessing always doesn't come in a... Ta-da! You have just won a million dollars. It doesn't always happen like that. It comes with small increments. Amen? It comes with step by step. A process. A journey of growth, of increase. Hallelujah. And if we are not aware of these principles, and if we are not aware how God blesses, you will always look at somebody who is super successful and say, He did it. I can do it. God, I pray, I pray. Why it's not happening? And then you get disappointed within six months. But you don't know the journey that he has been through for years and years, managing his resources, learning to be a better management of, uh, manager of resources, getting to that place. That's why a lot of jealous Christians, jealous Christians, how come God blessed him? Maybe illicit money. Maybe he stole from Maybe he's doing something wrong. Maybe he's not paying his tithes. Maybe he's not paying his taxes. Something, something, something. Lead a quiet life as much as possible, the Bible says. Look inward from where the growth comes. Amen? Say commitment. commitment. Integrity. Now we saw obligation is what? I have to do it. Right? The definition we saw, obligation, the, the, the internet gave, an engagement or obligation that restricts freedom or action. So now let's define freedom. Okay? I know I'm going here, but I know that you are with me. Now let's define freedom. What is freedom? So it says here, commitment is an obligation that restricts freedom. That is a world, right? So what is freedom then? I want to ask the world, not, not you guys. What is freedom in terms of to do whatever we want, to wake up whenever we want, to eat whatever we want, to do whatever we want, to see whatever we want, at whatever, however we like. It's the definition of world's freedom. Right? I can do whatever I want. So that's freedom. But commitment restricts that freedom, it says. In fact, when you are a believer, to do whatever you want, whatever you like, is actually not freedom. It's actually bondage and slavery. You understand? Let me explain this to you. True freedom, as believers we will experience when we submit and surrender to the Holy Spirit's leading. Amen? Because after the fall, it was difficult for man to manage what God had given him. And that's why God took him out of what God gave him. Right? And he said, okay, you want to live without me? Go. In the garden, resources were given to him. And only thing that Adam was asked to do was what? Manage. But when he chose not to be led by God, God showed him 
how it is to manage without his resources without his presence out there he tried and what did he produce nothing thorns and thistles this is what as humans people are experiencing 99% in the world producing what thorns and thistles which is why it is so important to understand the blessing okay what it is to manage what god gives us now we are torn between two things now we are we are we are born again now we are we are we are christians now but we are not aware of the blessing we are christians but we are still producing thoughts and thoughts because we are not taught about the curses we are not taught about the blessing we are not taught about integrity we are not taught about managing we are taught about prayer pray 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 have faith have faith believe 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 you believe having faith still producing thoughts and thoughts because to produce there are principles there are revelations there are keys in the kingdom that you have to tap into and see through the eyes of the spirit see through the eyes of wisdom to understand these principles and tap into them the key is to identify though i am in the world i am not of the world i'm not talking about the earth i'm talking about the system i am in the world system i i go to the bank i do all these things but i'm not of the system i'm not obligated to the system i am committed to god because and i go to work i'm not obligated to work i'm committed to god when i work for my boss i am working as if i am working for when i receive my salary i receive as if it is god who gives me so it is god who bless he gives me the salary you understand it's not my boss who gives me the salary in fact me being in the company is a blessing to my company i am i i am grateful for my boss i'm grateful for the relationship i'm grateful for the company that i work in i'm grateful for all of this but i'm not obliged to Amen. I I do my best because I I I have a commitment to God first and then to those who I work for. Amen. Praise the Lord. So what happens now? Man was taken out of the presence of God. Last week I told you how Barak was in, was the experience in the presence of God, right? Barak was experiencing the presence of God. Now when man went outside of the presence of God he lost the barak the barak was not anymore with him because presence of God was not on him anymore God took that so now a man had to produce his own he now had to produce his own things that is why God could not accept Cain's sacrifice no matter how hard he worked for it because Cain was producing from a cursed ground and god could not receive a sacrifice that was from a cursed place amen and that is why now they have to sacrifice what animals which had life in it blood in it the blood was the life was in the the blood so therefore god could accept that sacrifice because that sacrifice covered the curse covered the shame of man what man lacked until jesus came and his blood now speaks a better thing over us speaks a blessing not a curse are you getting what i'm saying are you getting are you getting are you getting are you with me all right so he took us out of curse into blessing but one one problem now we don't know how to manage we don't know how to we don't know what is existing in the first place we don't even know we are in the garden of eden anymore how many of you know you are in the garden of eden now you're walking with god therefore you are in the garden of eden you are not like uh indiana jones looking for the lost treasure of solomon 
Ah, oh, the Eden is somewhere there. You know, let's go research and find out. Going to the Middle East. No. It's not about a lost garden anymore. Jesus already shed his blood in the garden of Gethsemane. Hallelujah. Shed his blood on the cross of Calvary. So the Bible says that all spiritual blessings are ours in Christ Jesus. We are already in the blessing. We are already back in the garden of Eden. But we are still producing thorns and thistles because we are not aware where we are. Are you with me? We are not what? Aware of where we are. We are not conscious of where God has placed us. We are in the world, not of the world, but we behave like we are in the world and of the world. We behave like we are of the world because of the programming. Because of the perceptions and the opinions we have accepted as our own truth and reality. Instead of looking to God's word for his reality. That is why we come to church. We hear the message. Get our minds renewed. Go back home. Renew our mind again, listening to it again. Read the Bible. Search for more truth. And grow in revelation. So you can be set free from every bondage of the world. Praise the Lord. Yeah. So religion taught us to be very religious. Religion taught us to work hard, go to work, pay your tithe. God will bless you. You're going to work paying your tithe, but you're okay. Where is the increase? Turn to your neighbor and say, learn to manage. Learn to manage. You have to be aware of kingdom resources, which are unlimited. Okay? So the master went to the last guy, who, to whom he gave what? One talent. He said, where is the return? Because according to the principle of God, whatever God gives, he, it is a command to multiply it. He told Adam and Eve, I have blessed you now. Go and multiply. In our mind, multiplication is making babies. In fact, it was not just about procreation. It was to multiply everything God gave. Amen? It was not just to produce babies and produce more and family. It was part of the blessing. It was to multiply Hallelujah. The Bible talks about the gold in the land. Talks about the resources in the land. This one, this one. So many precious metals were there. God wanted to put them all to good use and multiply them. Amen. So why are non-believers getting blessed sometimes? Because they are using what God has given. They are growing their mental capacity to multiply things. Even though they don't believe in God. They don't pray. There is intrinsically something in them that is helping them to multiply. So they, they put their heart into a business and they follow the principles of Jesus. They are blessed. Two things you have to know. Write down. Person of Christ. Person of Christ. We all know person of Christ. But you know what most Christians don't have? Principles of Christ. Person of Christ and principles of Christ are two different things. You can know the person of Christ and still be miserable. Because you are not walking in the principles of Christ. I know God. I know Jesus. I am saved. Everything You're very, you're the, you, you are the lousiest at doing your work. I don't know how I lost my job. Because you were lousy at what you did. I'm not talking about you, I'm talking generally. I'm just saying generally, like people, people complain. I believe God, I prayed, I got the job, why did I lose it? Because you didn't do your best. The person of Christ is with you. Yes, you are saved. 
But the principles of Christ say, according to the book of Proverbs, do not be a lazy man. Hallelujah. Love your sleep, but don't oversleep. Enjoy food, but don't overeat. Don't be a glutton. Are you with me? It's good to enjoy good food. I love food. But don't go to a point where you're so big that you cannot breathe. You're just defying the principles of of Christ. (laughs) Of the word of God. The Bible says what? Don't be a glutton. When you sit before kings, put a knife to your throat, don't eat like a glutton. Right? What does that mean? Simple things. When I read that verse, when I meet a rich person, I'm not looking for them to help me with something. I'm looking for a connection to know them. Relationship. Amen. Most people, what can I get from them? That's not how we work. That's not how we operate. The rich mindset is looking for where can I gain relationship? Where can I gain influence? Where can I, where can I have connections? Amen. Not get something all the time. It's building. Fundamental. Hallelujah. So the person of Christ and the principles of Christ are two different things. You can have the person of Christ and you can make it in life, scrape through and still live in poverty. You can still live in lack. You can still live knowing, not knowing what is really yours. Hallelujah. So, integrity. Say this to me. Integrity yeah. is commitment under pressure. Commitment under pressure. You're committed to do something. You're under pressure and you're thinking you can't make it. But you still do it because you gave your word. Amen? What is integrity? Commitment under That's why God does not speak to many people. Because if he speaks, he has to do it. But he knows if he speaks, he has to do it. But he's not ready to do it because you're not ready to receive what he says he will do. Many times when I'm asking God for something and if he doesn't speak or say or answer, he won't say no. Because if he says no, he can't give. He won't say anything. I know that there is something that I need to check in my life. Where am I missing the principle? Hallelujah. Today's teaching. Take notes. Take notes into your spirit. These are all principles that would help you position yourself for increase and blessing in your life. Amen? There is the person of Christ with which, with whom we fall in love and we build relationship with and grow and adore and, and grow into. But we still don't walk in the fullness because we don't know the principles. We don't know the values of God. We don't understand how God operates. So God looked at Adam and Eve and he said, I have blessed you. So because I have blessed you, now go and multiply. Take over. What many people are doing? God bless me, then I will go. Bless me with a car first, and then I will go to church because it's easier for me. Bless me with a job first, so that's easier for me to do certain things. But God just might be waiting for you to. Make the commitment to commute first. To see if you have integrity. To see if you have commitment. To butt somebody 
can you please pick me up for church today? I know it's out of here. Please, can you pick me up? I want to meet Everybody say commitment. What are you doing? You're, you're showing your interest. You're showing, you're putting your commitments. What are your commitments? What are your commitments in life? What are you committed to? Amen? Where is your integrity? A few years ago, I was, Pastor Tunkel and I were in a very good position to buy a house. In fact, we were both earning enough money to buy even a million dollar house. We're, we're, we're ready. Million dollars, yeah, we can buy. We can buy, easy. We're getting ready. Both of us are earning good salary, we're in a good position, full-time jobs, and I'm ready to buy. And God put me on hold and he said, hold. Build my house. It's okay. I started building this house. I started putting my time and my energy and my resources into doing what God wanted me to do. Commitment. Amen? I committed myself to it. I committed myself to what God was saying to me. 10, 15 years ago, I was in India. I was in a very good position. 25 years old, my dad took me to the office. He made me sign. I said, dad, what is this for? He said, you just signed. And you are now the owner of this five-bedroom house. 25 years old. I own my first property without paying for it. And then my dad told me, you see these two more houses, that's for you. Which one do you want? You want the first floor, second floor, third floor? So I want this one, this one. That was a good life. God said, leave everything. Go to Philippines. Huh? Philippines, what is that? Where is that? Who do I know there? What do I have to do there? God said, go. Everybody said, commitment. I heard his voice. He told me an instruction. And I obeyed it. And I went. And I went. It was the hardest part of my life, but it was also the most rewarding. It was the years of my life God taught me how to manage my time, manage my resources, manage my emotions, manage my strength, manage my exhaustion. He taught me how to be pruned and he began to prune me. Sometimes without pruning, there is no fruit. Without going through the fire, there is no purity in your life. Hallelujah. When you go through the fire, know one thing and one thing. God is bringing on pure gold by the end of it. Hallelujah. When he prunes you, it is difficult. The discipline is difficult. The, 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 and then suddenly pastor calls you and corrects you. You'll be like, oh, the correction is hard. But correction is good for you because the correction makes you into a better person. It helps you see better. It might hurt you and, and upset you for a season. But when you look at it, you say, thank you for the correction you've given me. Thank you for the leading you given me. You corrected me when I went in the wrong path. God is like that. He always disciplines us. The Bible says God what? Disciplines those he loves. You have to, you have to, the Bible says the wise love what? The fools despise correction. Who is a fool? I don't want correction. Don't tell me I'm wrong. He's a fool. But when you're wise, you're open to correction. You're open to to, 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 the corrections of God, the leadings of God, how God tells you to go. When I made the decision to follow God and obey God's direction, everybody, one guy looked at me and he said, I don't know whether to cry or laugh for you. I said, keep your emotions to yourself. I know what I'm doing. Amen. When you decide to follow God, people might question your choices. People might question the direction in which you go, but you've got to stand by your conviction. You have to have something to believe in. If you don't stand for something, you can fall for anything. Amen. You've got to stand for something. You either be in the world and be the worst sinner ever, or you come be a Christian and be the best of the best. Hallelujah. Don't one foot here, one foot there. If you want to be in the world, just be in the world and just enjoy the world. If you want to be a Christian, be in, the, in, in, in line with God and do and obey what God tells you to do. Hallelujah. And 
when I talk about obedience, I'm not talking about obedience that comes from God says, obey me. I'm not talking about that kind of obedience. I'm talking to a mature people where God says, I want you to do this, my child. And there is that, 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 that direction in your heart that says, yes, I need to do this. I need to do this. Hallelujah. You say, yes, I need to do this. I need to do this. I need to do this. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. When sometimes God puts that nudging in your heart, you just do it because you just know you've got to obey Him. Hallelujah. And I know many of you, most of you here, have, I've, I've noticed you, you, you obey God. The moment you feel something, you obey, you obey, you obey. It, it, I've noticed that. And in the smallest of ways, you obey. And I tell you, those little obediences that you, that you have made in your, in your life, those obediences, those directions that you took, the Holy Spirit speaks, those are the things that God is seeing, how you are managing what He has given you. Hallelujah. How you are managing what He has given you. Then when He sees you are managing that well, my son is ready for increase. My son is ready for promotion. Not because he said, mm, he listened to what I said. No, no, not because of that. Because now his character is molded and shaped. So when I give him the more, he can handle the more. Say this with me, according to my ability. Never compare. Never be envious. Never wish you could have somebody else's life. You're just telling God that he made a mistake when he made you. Are you with me? Never, ever, ever wish you could switch places with anybody else. Circumstances might have happened to bring us in a, in a bad place sometimes. That was not your choice. But you have a choice to walk in commitment and to change your future. Where and how you were born might not be your choice. But how you want your future to be is your choice. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You have made a commitment to know the person of Christ. Next, make a commitment to follow and walk in the principles of Christ. Everybody say principles of Christ. What are the principles of Christ? When the Bible talks about Proverbs, wisdom cries up. Who is the wisdom of God? Who is the wisdom of God? Jesus is the wisdom of God. His word is His wisdom. Jesus is the word. Jesus is the wisdom of God. Hallelujah. The book of Isaiah says, The Spirit of the Lord was upon Him. The Spirit of knowledge, the Spirit of understanding, the Spirit of wisdom. It was upon Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. When you have the Holy Spirit, you have wisdom. More than anything. Earn for what? What? Wisdom. If any of you lack wisdom, pray and ask without doubt and God will increase your wisdom. What is wisdom? What is knowledge? Knowledge is right understanding. Right? Knowledge is right understanding. So what is wisdom? Right application of knowledge is wisdom. Everybody say the right application of knowledge is wisdom. When to do, what to do, how to do, wisdom. The Bible says you have to pray and ask God for wisdom. So you can include this in your prayer point. Say wisdom. So, so you, when you pray, say, God, give me the wisdom to handle this. Give me the wisdom to deal with my job. Give me the wisdom to handle my finances. Not just knowledge, but the wisdom. You just shouldn't know what is this. You should know how to, when to, why. Wisdom. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. 
How many of you are blessed? And when you understand the principles of God, when you understand commitment is integrity, not obligation. When you understand resources are unlimited, so God is looking for people who can manage those unlimited resources. He cannot give everything to you. So he will channel it. Based on your based on your abilities. Based on how you can manage those resources. The more you increase and grow in managing resources, the more resources will come. Okay? God wants you, wants you to enjoy also. Okay? So, if you buy a nice car, after your resources come, it's okay. He won't be mad at you. Just don't buy a BMW when your resources are small. Okay? Be a start with a Toyota first. Yeah? See, who are people who manage resources badly? Huh? He doesn't even have money to put petrol in the BMW. But he got the money to buy BMW. <laughs> then he finds out services $2,000 per service oh, where will I go then you take a, you, you understand when your resources increase increase the standard of living according to your resources okay that's how it is if you increase your okay two things you have to know in life okay two things um Liability, okay, liability and investment, okay. What is a liability? What are the, like for example, practical things, what are some of the liabilities in your life? What are the things that you have that are liabilities? That cost you money? Car, phone, yeah? Hmm? Well, that is not liability because um, living there is fine. But car is a liability, right? The moment you buy a car, it drops value and you have to service it, you have to put petrol in it. It costs you money, it doesn't make you money. Right? Yeah, rent can be a sort of a liability, but yeah. But what is an investment? Something that brings you returns. Right? So the mindset of a good, wise person you're looking at investments more than liabilities. You manage your liabilities in the beginning until you come to a stage where a liability doesn't affect your bank account. But if you put everything into liabilities at first, you'll become bankrupt. Right? So that kind of a person also will not eat. He has a sense of wealth. All branded, all gold, all polished, everything. You understand? You don't have to. You don't have to. You don't have anything to prove to anybody. You can buy branded. You can buy good stuff. There's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing. I'm not saying anything wrong with it. If you have the means to it, okay? Don't buy all the branded and then you don't have money for calling mommy. Mommy, I don't have money to pay rent. You want something? Take care of it. Manage yourself and see how the increase comes into your life slowly by slowly. Amen? Sometimes God can even bring increase into your life by supernaturally reducing your spending. You understand? Supernaturally, you will find that. Hey, sometimes I'll, I, I, the blessing comes like this for me. I'll be earning the same amount, but suddenly there will be an increase. Like, where did I go? Somewhere, 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 somewhere in decreased. You see? It's not always about a lot of money coming in. When you learn to manage these things, when you see, that's why you have to learn how to manage every single thing. When you learn to manage, if, you, if you're the kind of person you don't plan at all, everybody says this to me, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. You heard this before? It's very true. Part of managing resources that God gives you is planning. Okay? Planning. Then the supernatural will take over. 
The supernatural is not working because the right gardener is not managing the garden. You understand? So the increase will come because the blessing is upon you. When God told Adam and Eve, go and multiply, it was a command to multiply. In fact, you are commanded to, you are commanded to what? Multiply. You are commanded to increase your blessing. You are commanded to increase your investments. Everything about your life must increase because the blessing of God is upon your life. Okay? So shall we just go through the whole thing again? What are, what are the things that I talked about? Integrity. Hmm? Yeah, and the principles of Christ. What else? Ah, what is true? Freedom. Yeah, freedom is not just to do whatever, whatever we want. True freedom in Christ is to be led by the Holy Spirit. Because naturally speaking, our human mind is, soul is corrupted, right? So you have to renew the mind. You have to renew the mind. So, our mind and our body and our emotions always draw us away from what God wants. So we have to be led so that we know to do the right thing. Right? Otherwise, we will be swayed by emotions. Swayed by the motions of how the world goes. So we have to be led by the Spirit and constantly renewing our mind by the Holy Spirit and by the Word of God. Right? So when we constantly do that, we are submitting and surrendering to the Holy Spirit. It feels like, how is submission? Freedom. You might ask. But if you don't submit to the leading of the Holy Spirit, your mind and your emotions and your feelings will drag you into what? A dark place. <laughs> right? Right? All the decisions that we want, or what I want, all the wrong things that we want doesn't lead to life but god's word leads us to life okay what else truth. truth what is truth what is facts yeah we don't live by the facts of this world we live by the truth what is truth what god says his word is truth what else yeah faithfulness in little things Okay, being faithful and God blesses us according to our ability. Okay, He has already blessed us. We are, he's, he wants everyone to walk in the barak, but not everybody has the same level of management skill. Okay, so you should spend a lot of your time training how to manage your resources. What are the resources in your life? What are some? Name three resources in your life. Time, money, health. Very good. Th three things I was thinking about. Time, money and health. How many of you are taking good care of these three resources? How many of you can say I am taking very good care of my time? How many of you say I am taking very good care of my wealth? It can be small, small changes. Yeah? How many of you are saying, I'm taking good care of my health? Yeah? Okay. Something to think about? Something to ponder about? Something to work on? Okay, good. I planted that seed now. I've been talking about health and sleep and resting and eating well and managing time. But we can talk about these things in detail, you know? We can... Yeah. But ask God for the wisdom mainly. Okay, God give me the wisdom how to manage my resources. Mainly health, wealth and time. How can I increase in my health? Okay. How can I increase in my wealth? How can I manage the time you can't increase? Okay. Everyone has the same 24 hours. Okay, if only there were 26 hours, the two hours of watching TV stop, <laughs> then it becomes 26 hours. 
Amen. It is all about time management. Everybody said time management. If you learn how to see wealth and health will follow if you learn to manage the most important thing first. What is that? Time. Time and tide waits for none. If you learn how to manage time first, wealth and health will follow. You, you, you see the, uh, the secret of many wealthy people, they wake up early, no? They'll say, this one wakes up, all the Instagram posts will say, this one wakes up 5am, does this one, they'll say, all these things. I don't know whether it's true or not, but it sounds good. So I believe, <laughs> I believe that they are very good at managing time. Very good at managing time. Okay? And, and, and don't have, don't have, um, I'll, I'll, I'll give this illustration and I'll end, okay? I, uh, let, me, let me pull up something for you. Praise the Lord. I was, um, I came across this post and I found it very interesting. Let me pull it out for you guys. Okay. Don't you and everyone say, don't shave the yak. Yeah. It's very, very interesting. Um, I found it online and I read it and it, I had a light bulb moment and it changed a lot of things and I'm trying to implement that in my life. Um, the illustration of yak shaving, okay? Yak shaving is the last step of a series of steps that occurs when you find something you need to do. You tell yourself, I want to wax the car today. Oops, the hose is broken from the winter. I'll need to buy a new one at Home Depot. But Home Depot is on the other side of the bridge. And getting there without my easy pass is miserable because of the tolls. But wait, I could borrow my neighbor's easy pass. Bob won't let me lend his easy pass until I return the mushy pillow my son borrowed though. And we haven't returned it because some of the stuffing fell out and we need to get some yak hair to restuff it. And the next thing you know, you're at the zoo shaving a yak Also, you can wax your car. This yak shaving phenomenon tends to hit some people more than others. But what makes it particularly perverse is when groups of people get involved. It's bad enough when one person gets all up in arms yak shaving. But when you try to get a group of people together, you're just as likely to end up giving the yak a manicure. We all end up with a yak shaving mentality sometimes. I need to do this, but before this, I'll do this, I'll do this, I'll do this, and then I'll do this. I need to study, but my table has to be decluttered. And then while decluttering the table, you find something that you found a long time ago, and then you find that I need to fix it. And before you are fixing it, you want to do something, do something, and one thing leads to another, and you end up not doing what you woke up to do. And I found that very interesting because I find myself doing, I used to find myself doing that a lot of times. I want to do a particular task. But when I'm going to do that task, I find myself distracted with whole other array of tasks. And I end up not doing what I intentionally wanted to do. When you commit yourself to do something, just do it. Manage your time. Amen? Don't get into shaving the yak. I don't know who came up with that, but it put a lot of sense. 
because we always end up doing a lot of other things which we originally not intended do work with what you have don't say if i have this if i have this if i have this then i'll do it work with what you have say this with me work with what i have i will do this if everything is better then i will do this no with what you have do it amen don't wait for everything to be perfect before you start doing something in your life okay when i have money i will invest little money you have invest in something do something get productive manage what you have see the increase that god brings into your life praise the lord amen let's start our feet let's pray father we bless your name we glorify your name we magnify your name thank you lord that you have taught us today the wisdom the wisdom lord to handle our life the wisdom to manage the things that you have given us lord manage our emotions manage our wealth manage our health manage our time and to to do the best of what you have given us lord we speak life and i speak lord increase upon every one of these children oh lord increase their wisdom increase their knowledge increase their understanding and i speak lord that this week is going to be a supernatural week of increase let your hand of grace be upon them i release the barak of god upon them in the name of jesus i stand as a prophet as, a, as their apostle and i speak as a prophet and i declare decree the prophetic blessing over their life lord they are walking in wisdom they're walking in supernatural understanding and i release it upon their lives in the name of jesus go before them lord and increase their paths increase everything that they do and let them be encouraged in everything that they do lord we bless you we thank you in jesus name we pray amen amen amen, amen. god bless you guys have a beautiful week